Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, we're going to talk about car repair. And you're more than welcome to join us. This is how you do it. You just give us a call. Gil will answer the phone. This is a live show, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, a car problem, if you have a dilemma, I'm certainly willing to help you work through that. 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. Thompson's has been around in Mesa since 1970. They have ASE certified technicians. Um, They do a great and high level amount of automotive service. They have friendly reminders to let you know when your vehicle may be due for service. The other day I'm going north on the 101 and one of Thompson's tow trucks is in front of me. I was really impressed that he honked his horn and, and let a car pull in front of him and he was using his turn signals and I actually called Brian and said, I know you get a lot of bad calls probably, but I want to tell you a good call. And I want to tell you how impressed I am with your tow truck driver. And uh, Brian was was pretty proud of that and said, actually, he doesn't get much uh, traffic about how bad his drivers, that he gets better uh, return on how good they are. So that's the kind of guy Brian is who owns Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. He's on Main Street just east of Stapley. Okay, last week we talked about should you get other estimates? And that opened the floodgates with respect to... um, people's ideas. Now, I only accept the two different documents. So the first document is from shop A, the second document is from shop B. They're completely, you know, the same. They have the same line items with the total and then a documentation that the total is reflected on where they had the work done. So I have something in front of me. Honda store versus an independent. This happened August 14th, which is how many days ago? Five days ago? Okay, the Honda store says the oil pan is $135, but the independent says it's $162. So, attaboy for the Honda store. The sealant is $23 at the Honda store, and it's $10 at the independent shop. Point for this independent shop. The lower engine cover is $65 at the Honda store, and it's $102 at the independent store. So right now it looks like the independent is not doing very well. Oh, here's another one. The oil and filters, $35 at the Honda store, and it's $55 at the independent store. Oh, it's not looking good for the independent. Oh, wait a minute. The labor. The independent shop bids the labor at $281, and the Honda charges $552. I think that just changed everything. $281 versus 552. Now the shop supplies environmental charges for the Honda store adds up to 9%. The environmental and shop supply charges at the independent store adds up to 7, 7.5%. So there's really no big deal. What you can draw from this is this. The independent shop had slightly, well, didn't have slightly, had higher prices for some of the proprietary parts they have to put on your Honda. 
So it's not like everybody has a front cover or everybody has an oil pan. Sometimes you have to go to the dealer. So their price prices are higher because they're certainly not going to be able to, they buy it at what they sell it for. But the labor was a big deal, 281 versus 553. So here's the bottom line. The Honda estimate was $883. Out the door, the customer went at the independent shop for 668 668 versus 883 That's $200 difference. That's a whole lot more than 20%, and I'm doing some of this math in my head. I was going to say, do you need a calculator? I don't have one. (laughs) I dropped mine in in the studio the other day, and it broke in half, and I tried to fix it because you know I can fix anything. Yeah. And I couldn't fix it. So put it on your list that uh, when we go to Walmart, uh, Mark needs a new calculator. Yeah. My wife is sitting here next to me. So anyway, with respect to this uh, dealer versus an independent shop, again, the final totals were the dealer's estimate was 883 the, and they actually had the work done at the independent shop for 667 That's kind of how it works. I've got one other example, but I've also got Bill on the line. Bill, good morning to you. How can I help you? Phil. Phil, Phil go ahead. Yeah, so, hi. So I have a 99 Ford F-250. And I have some AC problems. I've charged the system and checked it. It's working because it's, you know, it's uh, condensing water. So, and it, it blows cold air. When I start the truck up, it's stuck in defrost and you can feel cold air blowing. And then it defaults back. You can feel it. You can hear it. The selector default back to defrost and heat. And then it's mixing with hot air. So I'm effectively not getting AC in my truck, although the unit's working. I believe it to be a vacuum problem. I guess my question directly is that is the vacuum problem under the dash on the interior of the truck or is it uh, the firewall uh, in the engine compartment? Where do I start okay. looking for that vacuum problem? Wow. Phil, you've gone from describing the symptoms um, to all of a sudden coming to the conclusion that you have a vacuum problem. And I think that jump is too wide. Um, I don't think that's in your best interest. Um, let me okay. ask you some questions. Um, when you say that it blows hot, have you ever hopped out of the truck and grabbed a hold of the suction line off the air compressor? Because if it's ice cold, then the blend door is probably the problem. And the blend door is like a Y. And there's a door where the the confluence is of the two Ys. And the blend door swings to the right, and it gets cold air from the left side of the Y. But if it swings left, it shuts off the cold air and gives you hot air. However, there's lots of other reasons for you to have lukewarm or hot air when the air conditioning's on. So we could have a problem with too much head pressure if you didn't exactly charge the system exactly with the 3.2 ounces it calls for for three pounds two ounces or whatever it is so there's lots of things and so at the very beginning when you have forget we're going to talk about this in two different things one is is the temperature doesn't always match i just need to know if the cold side of the compressor is cold i need to know if the clutch is running on the front okay That's so the cold side is consideration. cold it is running and it's working um and okay. it, you can hear the door shut as you accelerate the truck, then the door will it'll start off cold, and only in the defrost. That's the thing that never comes out the panel, the dash panel. Okay. So it only comes out the defrost, and it's it's fairly cold. It's not ice cold. So you, okay. I feel that it's mixing with warm air, an assumption. And then as you're okay. driving, under acceleration, 
you hear that door close and it's been as baking hot air. That's why I jumped to a vacuum problem controlling the door. But that's why I jumped there. Well, but you can hear the door yeah, close. But how is it that we have a vacuum problem that works? How is it that we have the door opening and closing and the absence of vacuum is, is between your ears? How do you how do we get to, how do we get to that point? Okay, well so let's say it's not vacuum then. Okay. Okay. At either rate, at any rate, you can hear the door close when I accelerate. Okay. I've heard that already. I've heard that already. I'm going to get to that. You have okay. a blend door problem. You don't okay. have a vacuum problem. You have a blend door problem. It's a 99. It's very likely that somebody's dropped something down the defrost vents because uh-huh. you're going to find Crayolas. You're going to find a cheeseburger. You're going to find, <laughs> you know, in the worst case, a pair of underwear that you better not be yanking out of that dash when your wife is around. You're going to see something down on that blend door. Now, it could be that the blend door is just dirty. So sometimes you go in there and you go, God, look at this mess because there's a Coca-Cola and some French fries. So you clean up the blend door and then manually apply and, and, and unapply vacuum and bingo, it's fine. But the mere fact that it opens and closes and you can hear that happens eliminates a vacuum problem. Okay, now, great. The only, the only thing that you can do is there's going to be a small vacuum line that comes from the intake manifold. It may go through a round grapefruit size pod and then be fed through the firewall. That's the vacuum supply for the entire dashboard. Now, I want you to disk engine off. I want you to disconnect the line from the port, and I want you to look inside the port. If the port is, and this is an exaggeration to help you create a visual for you. If the port is the size of a pencil, but you could hardly stick the lead of a pencil through the carbon Mm -hmm. in that port, then you have to clean that port out. So you're going to get your little dental pick, and the motor's not running during this time, and you get your vacuum shotgun, and you just start reaching in there and start pulling that out. Even if it goes in, it's no big deal. If it gets behind a valve, it'll be crushed. Everything will be fine after a mile we're driving. Now, what that would mean is, is we have vacuum delayed. So it takes a minute for us to build up enough vacuum by the restriction. So the fact that it opens and closes has nothing to do with the supply, but it may have to do with the amount, volume of vacuum. Volume, volume. Now, now, I I don't know, have you ever taken a dashboard apart? Uh, Yeah. Okay, fair enough. If you've been... All right, if you if you because on a one to ten scale to go in and get the blend door and come back out without creating a bunch of problems, and I've done a many of those, and so has my staff. The, the, this is a number eight on a one to ten scale, so I just I'm just telling you, getting in and getting out without creating stuff or without breaking the clips or without causing damage is a very difficult thing. So, but but if you've if you've done lots of other work and one, and it's on a, my marks one of one to ten scale uh, is an eight, and and you're not afraid of that, then yeah, just dig right not in, at all, but no. disconnect the no, battery. Okay, no, okay, no. well, good luck to you, Bill. Thank you very much. Phil. Phil, 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 I got, I got Phil written down. You got Bill on the brain for some reason. No, I do, I do. I, I'm gonna write his name right there in that collar. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Real quick. That was twenty five percent, by the way. Oh, it is twenty five percent discount. It was otherwise on the Honda versus Independent Shop. Right. There was a twenty five percent difference between the total price of the Honda store and the total price of the independent. And the purpose is simple. It's just on those big tickets, look around. Mm -hmm. That's it. You have nothing to lose. And in this case, the customer saved 25%. Right. All right. Real quick, another one. 
a blue Ford Escape. Okay. A Ford. Did you hear me say that? It's it doesn't F-O-R-D. matter to me. <laughs> okay. Fixed or repaired daily. I think that's what it stands for, but I'm not sure. If, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just making fun of Ford. Sure you are. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's, here's the shakedown on this one. The dealer estimate is... Um, is a whopping $925.28. Now, bid and repaired. They did that. Okay, go bid ahead. Bid and repaired. Here's the two numbers difference. One more time, nine twenty-five twenty-eight, dollars mm-hmm. And then it was done and repaired for one seventy-five eighty-nine. So they didn't need a bunch of the stuff that they said they did. One way that, or another, there yeah. was some big malfunctions here. Now, what they did was... This was an air conditioning issue originally, mm-hmm. and um, they had check AC blows warm and freezes. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then there's a modification one. on the cow per a t- technical service bulletin. So the checkout was 45. The modify the cow was 118, and that's all they really had besides shop supplies and environmental charges. Mm-hmm. The other estimate talks about um, $99 for labor. I think it's the checkout. Um, then they talk about... Uh, that's the total labor price. And then they have AC re- recharge and diagnose $389. But, of course, that wasn't done because that wasn't what was needed. Right. Evacuate and recharge for 174 So their diag is 389 The other guy's diag was 45 Wow. Then we've got 174 to evacuate and recharge, which is more expensive than ours is. Mm-hmm. I can only compare it to them. They have $49 to replace the blower motor resistor, which had nothing to do with the problem. Yeah. And the blower motor resistor gives you fan speeds 1, 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. No, 1, 2, and 3, and then a relay gives you 4. Okay. 4 is, is doesn't go through a resistor. Then they have to the replace the accumulator. Well, that didn't. That was not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. The final repair was a technical service bulletin update. Mm-hmm. So, and then they've got modified cow panel per Ford for one hundred and twenty-four dollars. That was it. But that all this other was superfluous. Yeah, stuff. Stuff. So one twenty-four fifty, and the other place um, performed the cow for one eighteen. Mm-hmm. My point is, is it's not. I'm not beating up the dealers, cause. There's one guy that has the other way around, but he didn't provide me the paperwork just yet. But it's always possible it can be the other way around. Right. But there's 25%. Give me a percentage on the other one. Take the 928 and divide it by... No, do it the other way. The other way 175. Okay, 175. Just do 175 divided by 928. And that percentage is... <laughs> About 80%, so, 82 or something like that. All right. So that's that's a big thing. 602-508-0960. We're not beating up on anybody. We're just trying to educate you the very best we can. And we're admitting that sometimes this is tilted the other way. But these are the examples that we have in front of us. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, 
or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-337-4168. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-337-4168. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800- 337-4168. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-337-4168. 800-337-4168. Hugh Hewitt in the morning to Larry Elder at night with the best live show in the valley at 3 p.m. with Seth and Chris. The only conservative station in the valley. 960 The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with the Patriot. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Hey, everybody. Mark Salem here on KKNT every Saturday from 10 to 12, talking about car, car repair problems, your problems, my problems, our problems. Well, we and couldn't finish your problems in two hours. Well, that so commercial just said, mind. what is it, big lose on meds <laughs> like you two? Yeah. <laughs> and I have, I take Alka-Seltzer before I, I eat your dinner. Yo. So. <laughs> Funny. Or so after you eat yours. Yeah, so. 602-508-0960 if you'd like to join us, you can. But right now, we have Raul on the line. Oh, very funny. What, it's what, Paul. It's Paul. Okay, yeah. it's Paul. Paul, um, I'm sorry. I just can't read my handwriting this yeah. morning. Plus, I'm aggravating my wife, so forgive me. But how can I help you, buddy? Hey, Mark. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you very much. Good. good. Hey, uh, I have a, uh, well, actually, it's my daughter. She has a 2015 Cadillac uh, ATS. Just turns 50,000 miles. And uh, brought it to the, uh, she's been getting and complaining to me, of course, about a, uh, in the seat she's been getting at, uh, at red light idle. She's been getting a shaking in the seat. She could feel it. She says, Dad, I feel it right in the seat of the seat of my pants in the car. And it's intermittent. It's not all the time. So upon two visits to the sealer, um, they replaced one engine mount. Second engine mount was done yesterday. And to me, I don't think it's an, an engine mount. If it were a f- engine mount failure, it would be a constant issue. It's not a. It wouldn't be an intermittent thing. Yeah. What's your take on that? Okay. And it's a two um, two point five two point five liter. Okay. We have four mounts: front, back, left, and right. And this is a transverse engine, so it's a front wheel drive, right? Correct. Okay. So the motor, when you throttle up. As you stand over the hood, the motor's going to twist towards the windshield, especially if the right. front of the motor is on the passenger side. So it's going to twist, and so it's going to load up that mount. Okay. And 
and and so that vibration is going to be there depending on where the idle's at. So it okay. may not be there at low idle in drive, maybe at 500 RPM, but it may be at 800 RPM, which is the difference between a cold start and a warm start. Right. So I think I think they have to do the mounts first um, because okay. it's going to get ugly after the mounts. It's going to be a torque converter. It's going to be a transmission problem, but it's not going to be a tire problem because she's not moving. Right. But here's what she needs to do. When it's happening, she needs to safely just toss the car into neutral. Does okay. the vibration go away? Because Got at that it. point, when you toss it into neutral, we're now setting the motor on all four mounts. Okay. So if the problem goes away every single time, then bingo, it's still a mount, and you've, you've got two more to go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they replace Now, the other and... side of the coin is this. She puts it in neutral, and it's still there. Now, the only thing that's moving at that point is the motor and the, the uh, flywheel and the torque converter. There's mm-hmm. nothing else moving. So that's a bad thing. So right. that's going to necessitate some big job to pull the transmission back. First of all, diagnose whether it's a flywheel or whether you lost a weight or whether it's a torque converter or whatever. And at the minimum, they're probably going to just put both parts in there and put it back together and hope like that, that heck that fixed it. If not, then they'll probably end up putting a whole transmission in it. But right. I don't think, I understand you're concerned about the mounts, but, but we need her, we need to educate her on how to help us. Because if she walks in and she says, look, when I put it in neutral, the, 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 the vibration is still there. And if I put it into reverse, the vibration is still there. Now what she's saying in technical words is I'm rotating the engine clockwise and counterclockwise, so I'm loading the two side mounts, and it's still there. Right. Well, right. I don't know if the service rider is going to get with that. It in, with it in neutral. Yeah, yeah, with, with it, it in with neutral. That scenario, yeah. Yeah, and, and in right. order to get a verbal contact with the technician, because you don't want the worst part of our industry is what you say goes through a very non-technical person who's the service rider who, sure. who may have worked at McDonald's two or three weeks ago, and then they try to regurgitate this to the technician. Your daughter should write this down and tape it to the rearview mirror with her cell phone on it. Right, she should write right. down everything she said, and she gives a copy to the service writer, but she tapes one to the rearview mirror. That right. way she's going to actually get to talk to the doctor. So right. that's my advice, but I think, I think together with her, we can diagnose it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate right. it. You. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. That was Paul, mm-hmm. by the way. You're right. All right, IMM Auto Services in Tempe, they've been there since 1972. They prioritize your work, they offer a to-the-penny estimate, and they perform only the work that you authorize them to do. They have ASE Master Techs, and they work on domestic and most imports, but they specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So if you have a Volvo in your garage, along with a Chevy, a Ford, a Chrysler, a Toyota, or a Honda, they can work on your Volvo. They can work on your Saab, your Fiat, and your Alfa Romeo. I need to tell you this. That's important because those of you with those cars, the first thing you do when you need repair is you call around and ask, do you work on Saabs? Do you work on Volvos? And most shops will say no because those are one percenter cars. Those cars don't even represent one percent of the cars on the road. But they are so difficult. It's like an elephant with nine hearts, nine kidneys, nine stomachs. It's just a vehicle that's unlike everything else on the road. But IMM Auto Service is a great place to go. All righty. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Got a car problem? Let's discuss it. 
if we can talk about the symptoms, that really works well. And then if we have, if we can have some give and take, that really works well. You don't want them to tell you what they've already done and it hasn't fixed it. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of, it's called front counter stuff. You know that. Yeah. You, you work the front counter a lot. Yes. And, and the worst part about that is, is when the wife comes in and regurgitates what her husband said. Yeah. And it starts off with, my car doesn't blow cold air, and then here's what my husband said it was. Right. We would much rather know, is it slow? Is it fast? Um, is there water on the ground? Is the right side colder than the left side? Those are all the questions we need to ask somebody. Right. And so the worst part about it is the, the lady who comes in and regurgitates. Or the man that tries to tell what his wife has said. So Okay, I'll give you that. Because they're I'll just, give you that. Yeah. And we're right across the street from Honeywell, who has like 4,000 engineers. And, you know, we have a form for them, right? <laughs> Did you know that? You're not going to Yes, it. I know we do. Okay. The form most basically, of the time they want to... <laughs> they want to tell us how to fix their car. Right. So we have a form that says, I have instructed you how to fix my car. I accept full responsibility for the success of this repair. Nevertheless, I will pay you whether or not you fix it based on my diagnosis. And then we have them sign it. Then we take their thumbprint. We take a copy of their driver's oh. license and their social security number. There you go. I'm embellishing just, again. I'm embellishing. You know, dog. Well, I am six zero two five zero eight zero. Actually, I really do love engineers. I have so many engineers that are friends of mine. You got Jim Botsko. You've got uh, who's that other guy? Manning, <laughs> Joe Manning. You've got all those guys that work in the field I work in, uh-huh. and I have they have my total respect. Okay. The problem is, is Joe um, has a master's degree in hydrology. And he's doing accident reconstruction. Or at least I think it was him. I okay. don't really remember. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just getting deeper, aren't I? You are. we still got an hour and a half of show Watch left. Watch out. Yes. Anyway, 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. Renee sitting here next to me. We'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online Directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. 
They use the best glasserite paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half-Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half-off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number four. Listening to the Seth and Chris show from 3 to 6 p.m. and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, my name is Mark Salem, and we're talking about cars every Saturday here from 10 to 12. If you'd like to join us, we have three calls or three lines available still, uh, 602-508-0960. Nothing's off limits. If you've got something to say, just say it, but just don't use bad language. Steve, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hey, good morning. I know uh, Alan would be more sympathetic to me with this Ford question than you would be, so... <laughs> I'm going to give it my best shot, though. Um, okay, I have, okay. I have a 2000 Ford F-350 Super Duty Dually 7.3 Power Stroke uh, with a 410 rear end, and I'm towing uh, fifth wheel. We've we've talked okay. several million times, Mark, um, and I, I used to be in the 97 F-250 that was not an adequate truck for the fifth wheel I was towing, but now I am. Um, I'm towing 37 feet, uh, dry weight of the trailer is approximately 10,000 pounds. Um, uh, my wife generously loads this trailer with about another 1800 pounds. Uh, and I've had the trailer weighed out, uh, with all of her garb and a little bit of my water and you know, what I take. Toilet paper and stuff like that. There, there you go. My issue was towing from here to the San Diego area, northeast San Diego area, to Ramona. And I took Interstate 10 to the 60, um, going the 15 south. And I'm about six and a half, seven hours in 
to the run because we stopped for dogs and lunch and what have you. When I got to the Ramona area and positioning the fifth wheel, I was in a really uphill uh, site for my fifth wheel, and it took me several minutes to get this back and in procedure because it was so narrow, and I'm back and forth, back and forth in reverse, and all of a sudden my transmission started spewing fluid right okay. as I got to the right as I got to the end of having the truck in reverse for several minutes and backing up back and forth. I had to put about three quarters of a quart of fluid once the truck had cooled down the next day and what have you. My question to you is the truck's completely stock um, with the stock additional little dinky transmission cooler uh, in the front of everything on the truck. And I'm a little concerned, Tone, in the summer, do I need more transmission cooling? No, you've explained exactly why it burped a bunch of fluid. Um, you were you were you just got it hot. You you got it this big eight thousand pound and could be ten thousand pound trailer behind you, and you're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and and the motor isn't running a bunch of fluid through the cooler. And if it does, there's no airflow across the cooler. And if it's only three quarters of a quart, what you're telling me is is that there's a full mark and an ad mark, and you were closer to the ad mark than the full mark, and so you used three quarters to bring it to the full mark or thereabouts. Um, that that's there's nothing you can do about that. The only thing you could do about that would be put an electric fan in front of the the transmission cooler that would you use you would use when that maneuver happens again. I suggest the money. Would, that, that kind of expense would just be a, a waste of your money. Let me tell you the good news. The good news is Alan last Thursday passed his ASE diesel certification, certification. And today he's in Utah with a bunch of our customers who are out riding their Jeeps. And they, they invited him, in my opinion, to go along so they, could, they all had their personal a mechanic because he has created all their jeeps <laughs> and so we've teased him a lot about that and he did take his tools and these are very good customers good friends of ours but your your 73 is perfect here's my question to you about your trailer real quick this is off the subject what's the gross combined weight of your F350 Do you know you know i just this was my maiden voyage in it, and I didn't look at my door sticker. But it's not there. I, it's it's not there. Um, okay. Gross vehicle weight rating is there. Gross vehicle weight rating, but gross combined is this: truck load, fuel, people, beer, and trailer plus its load. So you have four things: the truck, the trailer, the load, and the truck, the load, and the trailer. That's gross combined. It's GCWR. I I think that you might be flirting with that number, and I also think that you're going to find that the curb weight and the loaded weight is more likely less than your 1800, and it's more likely about a thousand. And so I'm not telling you what to tell your wife to bring and not to bring. I'm simply trying to prevent the calamity from happening where you you hurt the truck. Or you you get stopped and they weigh you and then they you know tell you to drop the trailer and go find a truck that can haul the trailer or 
you know, you have to take stuff out of it, transfer it to the truck so that the trailer's not overloaded, but then you run the risk of having the truck overloaded, and that's if they stop you and run you through a way station. So I'm just concerned about that. But as far as your transmission cooler and your transmission burp is concerned, the only, the only hazard here is this. Transmission fluid is highly flammable, so it's the same as power steering fluid. So I, I would be concerned about that. What you might want to do is, is put a three-quarter inch hose over the dipstick onto the dipstick tube and put a small clamp there. Have that hose like three feet long and run it down by the passenger side uh, firewall. So if it does burp fluid, it will go down on the ground and not all over the manifold on the passenger side of the car or the truck. So, and then if you need to check the dip, you just take a little quarter inch nut driver, take the clamp off, pull the hose off and, and check the fluid. So that would be an easy way to, to eliminate a fire. But um, I really think you explained it perfectly why you overheated that transmission. And I, if, I were, if I were your buddy, I'd go anywhere you wanted to go in that power stroke, that 7.3 power stroke, because I wouldn't worry about that, that little bit of oil that you lost. So thank you very much for bringing that up. Rob, we're going to get to you, but I've got to take a break. And, Rob, you'll be my first caller. Please stay there. We'll be right back. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. The forecast today is for skin itch and irritation because with warm weather like this comes all sorts of bug bites and rashes. The best way to be prepared? With the power of 10, Cortisone 10, the any itch cream that brings fast-acting, long-lasting relief, relief that lasts 10 full hours. So let's revise that forecast because with Cortisone 10, your day is looking a whole lot better. That's the power of 10. Cortisone 10. Use as directed. Arizona is rolling out the Voluntary Travel ID, which complies with the Federal Real ID Act. You'll need it for air travel and to access federal and military facilities. If there's no rush to get one, your current driver license or ID is good until October 1st, 2020. The cost is $25 and it's valid for eight years. To learn how to get your Voluntary Travel ID and the documents you'll need, visit azdot.gov slash travel ID. Sponsored by ADOT in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. 
And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Okay, welcome back, everybody. The lines are open, except for one, 602-508-0960. I'm going to take Rob right now, like I promised. Rob, how can I help you? First of all, I'd like to thank you, Mark, for your public education on a fix or a guess. I think that's helping everybody. And I wanted to ask you about a 2004 Honda Accord. Started off, we had to replace the starter, and on the way way back from that basically the engine light came on i wasn't sure and uh, pretty much i guess this was the next day the uh system wasn't charging the volts weren't charging so took it back we thought it was an alternator was not an alternator so the mechanic puts the alternator back on he talked to an associate shop that said it's a computer problem telling the not telling the alternator to go ahead and operate and so he did a temporary fix for me in that he ran a wire to a uh, source that's hot when the ignition's running as a temporary fix, I guess, or I can run it that way so that it'll, my charging system will operate. So my question is, do I find out how much a computer is from a shop that deals with computers? Do I get my computer reflashed? I'm just not real f- familiar with computer problems. I mean, I, I think you should just be able to replace the alternator and it should work, but it's not the case okay. anymore. I have a few comments. Um, I think it's terrible that um, we had the starter checked and they condemn the starter when the line on when a starter is good and bad is pretty doggone simple. So the starter can't drop the battery below 9.6 and a fully charged battery is 13. So that's pretty simple. And obviously we want to test the starter after it's hot and that's pretty simple. So all we do is is pull you into a bay after you've driven in a long time or maybe you're on your way home and pull you into a bay, pop the hood, and uh, pull the coil wire, disable the ignition system because we, we don't want it to start up, and we just take a digital voltometer and grab the battery terminals and say, all righty, Rob, hit it. And uh, if the battery goes from 13 to 11.8 and we do that three or four times and it never changes, then it's not the battery and it's not the starter. However, we've transitioned now to a no-charge system, and then somebody you've never met before is now telling you it's a computer. That should bother you. That should bother you a lot, because I can't do that either. And I've never replaced a computer on a Honda or any other car for the symptoms you describe. I'll tell you, I would never let one of my technicians wire around a circuit because that's the recipe for that car catching fire. And if I were you, I wouldn't park that car in the garage until you get this problem fixed. Because I'm, I'm scared for you and your family. If that car catches fire, like Fords do in the garages, it takes the house with it. So there's a certain amount of Fords that have this brake light switch. It's a 9.6 million uh, person recall, and it's a 10 cent fuse fix. But in your particular case, I'd be concerned about that. What really has to happen is, and and I can't believe that the computer is telling the alternator to come on or come off. I think you have another connection problem, if that's even the case. So the fact that he triggered the alternator or the regulator by going to an ignition source tells me 
that at least he's on the right track. But the computer's not. So if you wanted to do this, if you wanted to play hardball, you could say to him, I'm willing to pay for whatever you think the repair is, but I'm not paying for guessing, so I'm going to pay with a credit card. And if it doesn't work, I'm not going to pay you. So that's all there is to it. So you're telling me this is a firm diagnosis. You're telling me this is a fix and not a guess. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. People say that to me, and I'm the origination of that, of that conversation. And I look them in the eye, and I said, you know what? You don't even, you've been a customer of mine for five years. I'll let you take it home for a week. And if it's fixed, come on back and pay your bill. And if it's not fixed, then don't come back. So that's it. I'm really concerned about the diagnosis, especially from someone you've never met and you have no idea of, of his certifications. To I, refresh I, the computer. He, he is, is a, my is, he, he is my mechanic, and he was honest with me. I mean, in that uh, he did not. Re, I mean, he put an alternator on there that I did not fix it. He took it back off and put my old alternator back on. I mean, he is not. Go, trying to his, his shop he is not going to try to attempt the problem to fix the problem i mean he he's saying it's a problem beyond you know his fix and this was a temporary fix but i mean he's not he's not trying to sell me a computer but that's from talking to an associate shop that's what they're suggesting the problem is but i again i'm i'm kind of looking for you know a solution now okay and, well like i said rob you're you, somebody is diagnosing this problem I didn't say it was your shop. It was clear to me that he had called somebody else. But you've never met this guy he talked to. You don't know about this guy's credentials. And he's guessing based on somebody's eyesight. To, to put it in perspective, I'm not going to give your shop credit for putting the alternator on and taking it off. And I'll tell you why. Because if he would have put the alternator on and charged you and let you go, this problem would have resurfaced. It would have come back to bite him. So he's smart enough to know that. I am going to give him credit for that. But a lot of other shops would not have, have dealt with it that way. They would have sent you out the door. The fix is going to be someone has to go in and diagnose this problem. They have to open up a wiring diagram, and they have to say, where does this trigger come from? And does it go through the ignition switch? Does it go through a relay? Does it go through the distributor? Where does this trigger come from? He's done a lot of the work for somebody else because he's wired around it. And so if he's using an ignition source that's, that's going to light the alternator, then when the key's on, boom, the alternator's working. So it's just a matter of reading a diagram and, and finding out where the power's not coming from. So if it comes out of pin 32 of the computer when you cycle the key on, then you go to pin 32. It's there. You turn the key on and off, power goes on and off. So then you go to the other end of the wire, you cycle the key on and off, and there's nothing there. So you go somewhere between point A and point B, we got a problem. You look at the wiring diagram and you track it down. I think um, that this is going to run you somewhere no less than 75, and depending on where they find the problem, upwards to 200 in diagnostics. But I think this is what's going to happen. It's 137.50 to find it, and it's $10 to fix it. I'm going to guess because that's what it sounds like to me. It's going to be some bad connection. It's going to be some broken wire. It's going to be something like that. One other thing is the the all the fuse panel has a key on uh, side of the fuse panel and then a power all the time fuse panel. So the power all the time is not dependent on the key. So that's your hazards, that's your parking lights, that's your dome lights, all the things that work with the key in your pocket. Everything else that works with your key to the opposition, like air conditioning, your radio, and stuff like that, that's on what we call the key side. Um, I would think 
that 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 area is the area of concern and i would think that um that's where i would be looking first i'd be looking backwards but i'm quite sure and i'm i know i'm 50 50% right about this it's going to be x amount to find it and it's going to be nothing to fix it it's going to be cheap so last um, last perhaps, question is uh, independent honda shop from mesa i'm in mesa or somebody that's used to dealing with hondas that might it sounds like a little more than just a common problem. Okay. Well, you, you can you can think that, and you can base your 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 plan on that. But um, th- this isn't going to be a, a hard problem. Um, I, I bid this at seventy-five on the low side. That's three quarters of an hour for for most shops. I, I don't think reading a, a manual, a wiring diagram of your Honda is any different than reading one from a Toyota. I don't see a gray-haired master technician struggling with your Honda, but certainly you're you're more than you know well to to take it wherever you want. If you're going to take it anywhere, then take it to the dealer and get them to give you what the diagnostic fee is, and then under the best of conditions, they'll come back to you and regurgitate what I just told you: X amount to find it, this much to fix it. Um, that's that's kind of what I don't know anything about the Honda store in Mesa, so I'm I'm incapable of of saying yes or no. I, I'm just sorry. I'm talking independent, not a dealer. I was asking I for independent, that. not yeah. Yeah, I, I don't no, like. No, I understand though. that you were. Yeah, I understand you were talking about an independent, or at least that's the way I took it. So, um, if if you're in Mesa, um, you can try Thompson's. I know he's a good guy, and I know his technicians are masters. I mean, they're very very good. But you can just say to them. I've lost the trigger to the alternator. This guy added this wire in. Can you figure out where I lost that circuit? That's the question. So, okay. like I say, uh, all right, good luck with you, Rob. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Larry Harkers is at 38th Avenue in Indian School. And as a matter of fact, this is kind of the problem that we just talked about, Rob, with his Honda. This is exactly what Bob at Larry Harker's Auto just salivates for. He is a world-class diagnostician on just about any car, and all you have to do is wave that proverbial red flag in front of the bull and say to him, gosh, I've been all over town and nobody can fix this car. Um, Would you like to look at it? And that's exactly what you should do because he's really good. Now, Bob's wife, Ellen, runs the front counter and runs the phones and all that kind of stuff, but Bob is in charge of the shop. And like I said, he is probably one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life. And there might be five of them on my list, and I'm not even on my list. I think it'd be a little self-serving. So anyway, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Larry Harker's been around since 1967, and uh, he's a good guy, I promise you. Okay. Something that bothers me. Can we talk about it? Hey, let me turn your microphone on. Okay. Something that bothers me. You know these Ford police cars? That yes. have some kind. They're causing the policemen to drive the cars off the road and stuff. Right. Here's what bothers me about that. How can you say that you're not responsible for it unless you know what it is? Okay. For instance, I'm going to say that I don't know what's the matter with your car, but it's not my fault. Yes, I just did a bunch of work on it, but I don't know what's the matter with your car, but it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. So I can't say it's not my fault. And Ford, in my opinion, has said, oh, well, it is their fault. But we don't know what it is. Right. And the idea of carbon monoxide 
the carbon monoxide is supposed to come out of the tailpipe. Sure. Now, you'll notice on some of those pictures, they've put this little chrome tip on some of those cars. Okay. Now, I don't know if, is that from the factory, if that's a modification. But when the car goes down the road fast, there's a vacuum back there that's created as the car zooms through the air. Behind it, there's a vacuum. So that vacuum may very well recirculate uh, the, the exhaust forward. That's assuming they have their windows down. That's assuming that they have their air conditioning on normal as, as opposed to recirculation. The, and then they come up with, well, it's probably to do with the installation of the radio equipment and all that kind of stuff. That's from the engine compartment. There's no CO, there's no carbon monoxide up at the engine compartment. It's at the tailpipe. Okay. And, and if there's an exhaust leak, there would be a tick, tick, tick noise. And if there was carbon monoxide coming from the engine compartment, then the grill in front of the windshield is where air comes in under your normal mode of your air conditioning. So if if that if the thing if the carbon monoxide was underneath the hood, then there would be a lot more than policemen yeah. out there that are complaining. Right. And so this whole idea of it's not our fault and then they don't add but we don't know what it is. So I think that this is my plan. What do you think about this? Okay. I think that they should put all the board of directors from Ford in these police cars. Let them drive them. Let them drive them for a while. Under the and same I, and circumstances and that I the think, cops do. I think they would fix this problem a lot sooner if they had the board of directors driving these police cars. Yeah, they probably And would. I'll bet that the board of directors wouldn't have their families and their kids in the car with them. So I sympathize with the police department, but my underwear is a tad wadded up when I hear someone say, it's not my fault, and but that word it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's that's I, I you know, I, it you don't. It doesn't work for you. It does. not No, I say to you, I say, to, I say, to, you say, well, who wrecked your truck? And I said, I don't know who wrecked my truck. And you said, well, you're the last one to drive it. You're the only one that drives it. But you know what it is, so I don't get that. No, I don't. I'm not going to admit I know what it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We have another hour to go, so if you'd like to join us, you can. And uh, and Gil's given me the one minute segment. Yeah. And um, and so let me just tell you about Kurt's Auto. He's at I seventeen in Bell. He's a great guy. Eric is one of his technicians, and he's a master tech. He's really good. And so we'll be back right after this. <laughs> 